We become a race of peeping Toms. Something happened. Something was happening. I had no idea. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can visit, if she wished, mine. It's with the ancestors. I'm yeah, I'm drinking, Luann. How can you hold cake and not eat it? Oh, shit, you guys got coke here. Oh, my God, of course. I mean, I know to you I'm just your old fat Aunt Maddie Faye. I'm more than that, sweetheart. These are godless times, Mrs. Snell. You're all fucking boring. With your piddling grievances over nothing, you're all fucking boring. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and I love my car. I miss my car. And my name is Colin Drucker, and you better hurry up. You better hurry up. <gasps> What's that? Who says that? Nobody. I just said it. I couldn't <laughs> think of anything else. I mean, that's what I was saying this entire movie, really, is like, yep. you better hurry up. I was you better so hurry up. stressed, more stressed than I ever thought I would be. It, it's been decades since I've seen it, but what a ride, literally. What a ride. And we're, of course, here today to talk about The English Patient, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh <sighs> No, we're here today to, after a brief hiatus, because, you know, life gets in the way, um, after a brief weekly hiatus, we are back today to continue Action Movie Month and to talk about 1994's Speed. Yeah, 94, what a year. It was the year of true lies. That's crazy. I didn't even, this wasn't even planned, but 1994 was a good year for ladies in supporting to co-starring roles in action movies yeah i mean i feel like you know we've talked about it uh obviously on the true lies episode but this is this is such an action movie for actress sexuals and i just feel that sandy b is so charming and adds so much to this movie just as much as jamie lee added to true lies and i love that she drove the bus the whole time really like i love that she was like no one said like move over lady like you don't have to do this annie she's like i got this yeah, she's, I mean, it really is uh, in in so many ways like the uh, sort of quintessential 90s breakout kind of role, you know, it's because at yes. that point, Sandra Bullock was, she'd been in a few tree things, but like she hadn't even been in the net yet. And I always think of the Ooh, net as like the really net. early Sandra Bullock. Um, yep, I would agree. She had, I think the only movies of note, I think she was in like Love Potion number nine. She had a co starring role in Demolition Man, like a few things here and there, but this was her big break. And I feel like, yeah, for an action movie, often, you know, uh, that character may just be the hostage or may just be the, the frightened woman, you know, uh, in the back of the bus next to Beth Grant. But like, no, we get more or less like a solid hour of of steering wheel acting from Sandra Bullock. Oh my gosh, if there ever was a steering wheel acting performance, I mean this is this Yeah. Is it. This is it. I mean, yeah. And and what I love cuz I feel like it's it's very specific steering wheel acting because it's the big wide bus steering wheel. So like I have my arms out at like nine and three and it's a lot of like turning the bus wheel at nine and three. You know what I mean? Like she has to like yes. put her elbows into it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I read on IMDb that she learned how to drive the bus too, because I don't think a normal, you know, citizen would just be able to hop behind a bus and, and navigate it 
as well as she did. But you know, it's all part of the part of the charm of the movie. Oh yeah, I mean, I I definitely put my brain on the shelf and said, "Oh, we don't need you, honey." You know, I've got <laughs> yes. about I got about an hour and uh, an hour and fifty six minutes. I got about the the length of the movie Twentieth Century Women to just not think. And just enjoy the ride. And and I think that is, I mean, like, that's the joy of a movie like this. It's like, you don't have to question it. Like, you know, uh, you don't have to. It it invites you to not question things. Yeah. And another Jeff Daniels movie. I feel like he's following us around. Was it him? No. Why why did I say that? Why do I feel like he's been in our movies <laughs> lately? Am I just am I confusing him with Bill Paxton? What you may where be did that confusing thought I, come from? I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I really I think it's the Bill Paxton. I thought they were the same person because we haven't talked about Jeff Daniels in <laughs> forever. So Not uh, probably you know. since the hours, right? Like I don't think oh we. Yeah, I think that might be that may be our only other. I mean, did we do an episode on the newsroom? I don't remember. I just feel like he was in one of those movies where he played like an like a love and he was in terms of endearments, but we didn't we didn't cover that one either. No, we did. The I just Evening feel like there's a Star. movie of that caliber where he's like a young, dopey Jeff Daniels. But really, I think it's just Bill Paxton. It's the Bill Paxton effect, folks. I don't know. Yeah, because I'm looking at his IMDb, and I mean, we haven't done the movie Heartburn, but we could at some point do yeah, the movie Heartburn, which he does appear in. So does Caroline Aaron, who we love. Uh, um, and Merrill and all that, but you know, yeah. Um, no, I think you, I think what maybe why your maybe why your wires are getting a little crossed uh, is because you just watched the movie Fly Away Home. Um, no, maybe the reason why <laughs> your wires are crossed is because there, there. Well, there isn't. Well, Bill Paxton isn't in this movie. This movie was directed by Jan Debont, who did direct Twister, which featured <gasps> Bill Paxton. Maybe you're you're be that was a a good save. Thank you for that. I hey. feel like this is such a weird call out, but um, there was an interview with Robin Roberts and Anne Hathaway, and I might have even talked about this on the show, on the show, on the pod. Um, but you know, she was being interviewed, and um, Robin made like a really big mistake about who directed the movie, and I think it was when she was doing like. Was she in The Dark Knight? Is that what it was? Yeah, she was in one of those. Yeah. She was one of those. She's Catwoman and something, too. And she did exactly what you did. She's like, you know what, Robin? You said this person, but I think I know why you said that because he also directed this. And Robin, like a pro, she's like, Anne, you are just too kind. Thank you so much for that. And it was just like delightful banter back and forth. So, um, you are the Anne to my Robin Roberts. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Anne to your Robin. And honestly, that's the nicest thing I've heard all week. I'll take yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I thank you very much. It yes. came true. <laughs> it came true. Uh, I still can't believe her real name is Annie, though. It's that doesn't. I just can't. Oh yeah. I. It's like okay, but no thanks. Can't. Yeah, but you're not. Yeah, but you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Um. So you know, and that makes me think. Oh man, what if in an alternate universe, Anne Hathaway played the character of Annie in Speed? <gasps> Um, oh my gosh! Yes, that would right? have been such. I could see that. I could, I could see, see it. I could see it. I don't know who would mm-hmm. be her 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 Jack. Who would be like if this oh, like let's yeah. say this movie was made in like mid early like two thousands like somewhere before two thousand ten, and uh, Annie 
played by Sandra Bullock in this movie was played by Annie Hathaway. Who would be the Keanu Reeves of that time? Like Gosh, a, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why my mind went here, but like, I mean, maybe just because I talked about Batman, but like a Heath Ledger type or like an Aaron Eckhart or something like mm, that, you know? Yeah. Um, my first thought was like Zac Efron, but I don't know if the age difference. Yeah, I'm trying to like rewind the time. Like, are we doing young Anne Hathaway, I guess? I don't know. Um, well, I yeah. don't know, but I, I think the, the equivalent would be Annie is played by sort of a, a a young, charming Hollywood ingenue, and Jack is played by a very beautiful, but like very limited range of acting skills kind of actor. Because I think Keanu Reeves, like he could drive a bus into me any day, but like oh my god, that man, I, and I I blame the script as well, but that man has moments that are clunk a dunk in this movie. But it's part of why I love Speed. Yeah, Jack Traven. Like, who came up with that last name? It sounds like, it's like an what SNL would call like an action hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so Speed, 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 Speed. So, you know, Anne Hathaway, not to confuse anyone, is not in this movie. But Speed, I feel like anybody listening knows this movie. Uh, it It's the classic, there's a bomb on the bus and it can't slow down under 50 miles per hour kind of story. You know, it's one of your classic bomb on the bus stories. <laughs> I mean, and much like True Lies had a very, uh, you know, heart pounding sort of extended opening sequence in that elevator. Good Lord. I couldn't remember who that woman at the end. Oh, my gosh. Assistant like uh, maybe not an assistant to the BSA, but, you know, a BSA in her own right who just didn't, couldn't get off the elevator in time. But she did. She made it. And that just adds to the suspense. Oh, the opening sequence. I'm like. Again, I have not I had not seen this movie in ages and all I like remembered was there there is an opening sequence with an elevator oh, in this and God. I don't know what happens and in my mind usually what happens in these movies is that you know this is one of those like um he flubs it, you know, and everybody dies and now Jack is haunted by you know yep. uh, the death of all these innocent people and this is his chance to kind of um make up for that and so i was kind of watching this opening sequence thinking okay well don't get attached to any of these people because like they're all they're all heading for the basement you know uh yeah but it was oh my god it was it was so tense you know because the situation there is its own little movie where instead of there's a bomb on the bus there is a bomb on the emergency brake of an elevator that's stuck at the like 37th floor and if and if Dennis Hopper's Howard Payne doesn't get his three million dollars, he's going to blow up the the bomb that'll blow up the brakes, and then everybody will plunge to their deaths. And doesn't matter how any of this was set up. Again, like this all like kicks off, and I'm like, okay, I'm sure he did. I'm sure it all. I'm sure he had a plan. I'm sure he knows how to put bombs on emergency brakes of elevators. I won't ask. Yeah, didn't he say like it took me three years to plan that? Uh, thing, Jack, how dare you? And one thing that I can't get out of my head, which we don't see in the movie, but, you know, the twist at the end of this elevator sequence is that, um, I guess they just call him Payne in the movie. Howard Payne, played mm -hmm. by Dennis Hopper. He, like, says, like, goodbye, and then, like, a bomb goes off, like, five seconds later. And I just picture him, like, setting a bomb down and, like, running as fast as he can, like Jennifer Coolidge in The White Lotus around that boat. <laughs> you yeah, know I mean? right? And just, like, pretend, like, how does he get away? I mean, we're meant to believe that he also didn't make it because of that bomb or something. But, you know, of course, he's still alive. 
Yeah. And, and, and once that all happened, and, you know, of course, this is where I also was like, wait, is because, you know, as soon as you see Jeff Daniels <clears throat> character of Harry, who's like Jack's, you know, uh, cohort in the FBI, you're like, okay, well, Harry is not making it to the end credits. Like, yeah. The character of Harry never makes it to the end credits. And I couldn't remember, like, does he die in the opening? Do we get more of him later? So there was a lot of suspense because I actually thought everybody except Keanu Reeves and Dennis Hopper were going to die in the opening 20 minutes. Same. I It was almost like seeing it for the first time, but with little flashes of like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, yeah, I mean, the nightmare of like then the elevator drops, but they managed to like – it doesn't even matter how they managed to suspend it from some crane on the roof that yes. barely hanging on for dear life. And it's stuck between floors. So they're dragging people out through the little space between the floor Ugh. and the top of the elevator. I mean, like, no, I am that woman who's like, nope, nope. Yeah. Don't, don't want to be cut in half. Sorry. What's worse. I mean, yeah. We'll talk about another best supporting after show, but I finally finished beef. So Oh, speaking of people getting cut in half. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Uh, Deep tease there. But yeah, I. Oh, God. Those type of situations make my stomach churn thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I I do not like thinking about trying to get out of an elevator before it slices you in half. But especially uh, at that angle, too. I'd rather slide down than like try to get up. Yeah. 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 Right. Like having to climb up and out of the hole versus like shimmying down. Yeah. It was, this was not an ideal situation. And, but luckily Jack and Harry save everybody. They think Howard's dead. They get, they get a war. I mean, like the one part of the movie that is in an action sequence is them like getting medals of bravery and getting drunk at a party afterwards. And like, then the next day, you know, Jack's like, you know, go, you know, goes to the whatever, he goes to the diner or whatever, or, um, and he and he sees his bus driver friend, and I was like, oh, okay, they're kind of setting up that, like, oh, you know, buses. This is kind of an Act One bus. Well, the Act One bus goes off in Act One because then, boom, that bus explodes. A payphone starts ringing. Jack answers it. Pop quiz, asshole. It's Howard Payne, and he's like, there's a bo- there's a bus with a bomb on it. Find that bus. And and it's going to, you know, and you have three hours. And I was just like, oh, my God, this movie just takes the fuck off. Yeah. I mean, and the bus driver on that bus, I knew he looked familiar. And his name, he has, first of all, he has the best IMDb picture I've ever seen. His name is like John Capodice or something. And he was also in Ace Ventura, the first one. He plays Aguado. And the way that Jim Carrey, of course, he's like, Aguado. Um, but yeah, and he gets blown up and I was sad to see that. Cause like I could picture him, uh, from other nineties movies too, but John Capodice. I'm <laughs> scrolling down to see, oh, John yeah. Capodice. I, you know, uh, let's see, let's take a look at him. Let's see how this compares. Oh, that's a great IMDb picture. Oh my God. It's, he, uh, yeah. He, he looks like go ahead go ahead <laughs> he looks like jane howdy shell and drag king <laughs> oh, drag yes uh, i thought jane howdy shell and um here we go twenty five thousand dollar pyramid she's british she's uh-huh. a lesbian uh-huh she was Mir- in harry potter Margolis. miriam margolis, miriam margolis. Or margolis. Oh, yeah. yes, yes 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 that was my other thought exactly yes, yes. oh my cold. god <laughs> <laughs> miriam margolis with a cold yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh um, gosh but yeah yeah, and then about a half hour into the movie, we're introduced to Sandra Bullock as Annie, who's just, 
you know, a lady who's heading to the DMV uh, because she got her license revoked for speeding. Wah, 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 wah. And yep. uh, is on the un- uh, the the unfortunate bus in question, and uh, I was I I just like I did not remember that, and it makes sense, right? But I didn't remember that the movie took place over like essentially a very short period of time. That this wasn't like an all day affair. This wasn't like this. It, it practically takes place in real time once they get onto the bus. Yeah, and I think. It took me a second to, th- to remember that because when they're at the airport, it definitely feels like a sunset situation. You know what I mean? It's not bright the whole time. That's, I think, why I kept, and not that I had remembered that from the past, but that did stick out to me of like, huh, I just feel like it's 4.30 in the afternoon right yep. now. And they're like, yeah. it's 11.30. They say that at one point or like 11 something. I was like, what? Yeah, because he gets the phone call at like 8.05 in the morning and he has till 11 a.m. And I was like, no, yeah. the, the sun doesn't work like that no you know does not if i know a thing or two about the sun yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah essentially uh you know the the way that people talk about speed is they call it die hard on a bus um and not that we would know well you might know because you've seen die hard I i have i've watched an hour of it and i think this is where i'm going to reveal that this was actually i think there was a cut card of the part of the best supporting after shows so this is a real like you know uh unheard footage inside the the podcast studio yeah yeah. exactly exactly um you know in in the words of bernard tivo or whatever that guy's (laughs) name was yeah i know (laughs) um but when we were we were kind of figuring out okay what movies are we going to do this month for action movie action movie month and you know it's got to have an actress in it and i think i teased it on the main episode of oh i know what we're gonna do i have an idea well i came to the table with this this idea that i <laughs> didn't you know verify at all like oh let's do die hard there is a third build bonnie bedelia you know what's the yeah. worst that could happen well you appropriately were like it's fine. I don't even remember her. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. I got an hour in and there was not enough Bonnie Bedelia. And I did not want to watch another hour and 20 minutes to get the rest of the Bonnie Bedelia. Oh, God, it was 220. Wow. Yeah, it was a long movie. I, You know, and it's funny when it started, like just kind of the style of it and like the feel of it. And so I was like. Oh, what if I love this? And yeah. you do get a little bit more Bonnie Bedelia in the beginning. You know, it's like they meet in her office. And there's a little mm-hmm. bit of chit chat, and I was like, "Oh, oh, this could be great." And then it's just like Bruce Willis and Reginald Bell Johnson just like yelling at each other over a radio, and like Bruce like climbing through, uh, you know, uh, glass without shoes on. Yeah, 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 and 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 you know ventilation tunnels in the building yep. or whatever and i'm listen i'm sure it's a lot of fun and i'm sure like a lot of bachelor parties have been kicked off with like uh, some diehard and pizza and i bet they had a great time <laughs> but this is the best supporting podcast and if i'm not gonna get like way more bonnie bedelia we're not doing yeah. diehard yeah compared to speed and true lies it's just uh you can't compare them no we would have been that would have been like eating crayfish or crawfish or or picking the the meat out of the crab claws like yes. a lot of work for not much bedelia yeah but i you know i feel speed is an appropriate choice uh, to sort of bring us back up it's it's a it's a good follow up after true lies 
uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's it, I will say and, and it's a little bit less uh, direct, but while this has been called Die Hard on a, Bu- on a Bus, it's also very similar to a movie called Airport 1975, which may sound familiar oh. because we did airport 1977 on this podcast yes i was gonna say wasn't that the one we did but yeah yeah. so 75 is in that one uh like some small plane or a bomb goes off or something but like the the pilot is killed and like the you know the cockpit is blown open and the flight attendant has to fly the plane (gasps) the flight attendant is played by nashville's karen black Oh my God, we love Karen. We love Karen Black. We and I made you watch that that Porsche lip sync that or lip sync that Porsche <laughs> monologue that she did from Julius Caesar. Yes, yes. Um, it's not as great a movie as Ni- Airport nineteen seventy seven, but uh, it's a similar framework of like, you know, poor unsuspecting you know female character has to drive the the vehicle. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Worth mentioning worth mentioning um so uh you know i also think it's worth mentioning up front because it's such a big part of this movie but uh the music in speed now this score is like i had forgotten i was like oh this score is like a theme like i think there's like dance remixes of the speed theme i would be down for that it's like dun 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 Uh uh-huh Dun, just imagine. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's like <laughs> it's 1996, so and you're just like swirling on the dance floor to like speed the extended remix. Um, the extended remix is like looping in the first wives club. Oh my god, I would. And wasn't that also 1994 or 96? Somewhere like, around there. Yeah, I mean that's that's what the the clubs need this Pride Month. Okay. Okay, <laughs> like that's the mega mix. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, fun fact, you may appreciate this. The score for Speed is by Mark Mancina, who also did the score that you loved of Twister. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. He was just, you know, what a, what a decade for him. What a couple of years. It was a really, it was a really good era for Mark Mancina. So, um, but I, I got to say, like, that, that's not nothing. I feel like that. The score in Speed is not nothing. Like, it's such a part of the movie. And I feel like movies now, I don't know, there's something like, I feel like it would feel cheesy now to have such a, like, distinct theme playing in a movie. Yeah, I honestly think it's it's a little bit more, it almost needed to be at this level, too. One, it was the 90s, and that was like, you know... I'm not going to go into, I mean, nor do I know how to speak on like, <laughs> you know, score analysis of the 1990s and all like action movies. But I feel like the movie is like so at a 10 that you can't have something. You have to have that score that is also at a 10 because the action, the suspense is already there. So you just have to like just support it a little bit, too. But also it has to it has to start at, a you know, at an eight. <laughs> Because the movie does like everything, just yeah. like yeah. I mean, again, this movie probably has all told in its like hour and fifty six minute running time. I think it maybe has fifteen minutes of downtime. Yeah, yeah, honestly, which yeah, I like. I mean, I feel I remember I, for some reason I thought this movie was like an hour and a half. I was like, how long can it be? They're on the bus. They got off the bus, mm-hmm. but I forgot about like it's really like the opening scene and that last scene, like that take up a lot of time. Not that I would trim any of them off, I guess, because it's they're they're important. 
setting. No, it's true. Like the whole the the movie doesn't end with it getting everybody off the bus and the bus like exploding. Like yeah, there's yeah. a whole third act that I like kind of forgot about, and there was a part of me that was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, well, let's keep speeding. Yeah, it's the same template for True Lies. I feel like every, not every action movie, but most, like during this time, or maybe it's just like, you know, every sort of genre movie has some sort of template, like even like horror movies or slasher movies, you know, but it's, I'm down with it. Yeah, that's so true that like once in True Lies, once he's reunited with Helen and, you know, uh, Harry and Helen are back together, they're still, you got to rescue Dana now. Yes. um, in this one, it was, and I couldn't remember how this was going to happen. Where it was like, oh, and now Annie got kidnapped again, and and um, now it's in the subway station. You know, now they've got to speed the train up. You know, and it's like, anyway, uh, jumping ahead. But it, yeah, I uh, I'm fine with it because like that's what these movies were doing. They were just like the buffet at the Bellagio. They were like, here's another set piece and another set piece. Yeah, I mean, we get two really great mo- uh, movies moments um, at the, in that last sequence too. One, I totally forgot that when uh, Ke- Jack, I'm gonna say Keanu, when he says like "freeze, turn around," and it's it's Annie strapped to the bomb, and I was like, oh, I think like Keanu and I both like gasped at the same time, and he goes, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah, well, you know what's weird about that moment, and I knew that it wasn't true, but the way that it's revealed, it almost makes it. Like, if you didn't see Dennis Hopper, like, Howard escorting Annie away, pretending to be a cop, the way they reveal Annie, it almost makes it seem like she's in on the plot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is so interesting. Yeah. That would and that's a great like, twist. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm glad it wasn't because I hate when, like, you know, the leading lady I've identified with ends up being a villain. But yeah. I, I was like, oh, man, would that just flip this whole movie on its side? That's nuts. Yeah. And I mean, but the other scene, I think there's two really great Sandy B moments among many. But as far as like the like the true emotional talking through tears sort of moments is when she's still like trapped, like strapped in with the, the handcuffs on that pole. And she's like, OK, you can un- you can undo me now. Right. And and she just has this like breakdown. It's so good. Um, oh, so I'm, yeah. I'm thankful for that. in that last sequence she had like and that's the thing is it's so interesting that like. In most of this action movie, Sandra Bullock spends the majority of the time sitting. You know, it's like she's sitting and driving. And so I feel like it's a difficult role. Like, And as you're saying, like the movies, it starts at an eight and it goes to a 27. And so like, how do you make sitting and driving a bus, albeit a bus with with a bomb attached to it, how do you make that feel exciting? And I feel like I, I can, I will never... I will never fill up on watching Sandra Bullock drive and scream. I love watching her driving and screaming in this movie. Oh my gosh. One of my favorite, when they're like, uh, when they pass the kids, she's like, why aren't you in school? Why are you in school? (laughs) Why aren't you in school? (laughs) She says it like out the window to them. It's so funny. That was so funny. I mean, she's, she's great in this. And you know, and at first I was, I wasn't sure because listen, this script, some of this dialogue is, as garbage I said, mama. garbage mama, clunk a dunk. I mean, I think my my favorite line in the movie is is once Jack gets onto the bus, and I think this is like after you know Sam, the bus driver, has been shot, and you know like Sandy <gasps> B's taken oh, over. Oh yeah, we'll talk about Sam. Um, 
And and Jack just turns and yells out, you slow down and this bus will explode. And there's like, if you don't know there's a bomb on the bus, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, what? Yeah. What? You know, I'm just like, yeah, Amber, Amber Portwood is Annie. What? <laughs> what? She's driving the bus. <laughs> Oh my god. God was... Jack. Yeah, God Gary. <laughs> Somehow Gary is there. Yeah. He's like um, Beth Grant, like what an idiot. <laughs> but no, like let's talk about Sam the bus driver because I I appreciated uh, your moment of your moment of appreciation yes. and I agree. Uh Sam played by Hawthorne James. You know what I love about Sam is when when Jack is in that other guy's car and he's like trying to keep up with the bus and tell him like, you know, stay above 50, Sam doesn't question him. He just nods and just like, yep. okay, all right. And it just like made me so happy because I think like in these kind of scenarios and this happens in horror movies and mysteries and really in so many kinds of movies, I get so tired of watching people not believe other people. Like, what? What are you talking about? That's yes. crazy. Like it slows the movie down. Yeah, I mean, I do love the moment where he, where like the paper lands on the windshield and they like zoom into his eyes. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you got to have that moment. Also, this is like another Sandy nuance here. I know we're talking about Sam, but um, I love, this is such a 90s trope, and I can only think of this example in this movie and another one where um, this is later in the movie when Jack leaves and comes back or he gets stuck under the bus, but he miraculously gets pulled through the floor of the bus and he survives. And I think it's when this time when Annie like beats him, she like punches uh -huh. him. She's like, don't you scare the shit out of me, even though she doesn't say that. But I feel like we also saw it in like It Takes Two with Kirstie Alley. And like, even if we didn't see it, I can imagine it in Steve Gutenberg. Like she's like smacking him. I love those moments. Yes. It's that like, you scared me to death and like you're smacking a moment. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're so At funny. And I appreciated that at least in this movie, they used it as a device because then she smelled her hand and she's like, what's that smell? And then she <gasps> smells the gasoline. Oh, that's true. See, uh, the script wasn't, uh, it's or not as bad as we thought it was. No. And I do like the script. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, the I, I think it was very clever. It also made Jack look smarter than he actually was when uh, he realized that... Um, Dennis Hopper like could see the wildcat hoodie mm -hmm. and that was the tie-in of how he knew there was a camera I thought that was very clever actually yeah because I remember that moment where he was like you know he ref he's on the phone with Howard and Howard's like you know and you and wildcat and everybody else will be blown up and I was like wildcat what is he talking about that wildcat behind the wheel yeah, and I I thought that was uh, and and all of those little details I kind of forgot because the the other element of this the sort of the the implication of like the media you know following the bus the entire time and you think oh that's how Howard is tracking them because he can see all the news cameras and so like you know there's that like oh man you know if they made this movie now it would be like everybody stop Instagram living on the bus you know what I mean oh um, God yes. Yeah, like it would actually be interesting if they made this movie today because there would be all of those other elements. But um, but then to find out that he hasn't just been relying on the media, but that he's been watching them through the like security camera. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and then I don't know, because then the way they get around that is they... Again, I my brain was on the How shelf. How does that work? Yep. How yep, did yep. they like loop the footage... Uh, they had to go talk to that really hot camera, the you know, news camera guy. 
um, and like ask him to like loop the footage from the feed on the bus. Like I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I you win whatever speed. Yeah, whatever speed. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever speed. speed whatever letters. speed. Yeah, yes. you win. Um, and also, I, I just a, a brief shout out to Joe Morton, who plays Captain McMahon. Uh, I just think he's so handsome, so capable. Um, and he also played Olivia Pope's dad on Scandal. I was like, I think I know you from somewhere. And I've seen like two episodes of Scandal. Probably not even a whole episode. Probably just like, you know, Olivia Pope's best monologues on YouTube or something. But yeah, uh, he's great. I so Joe Morton. Yeah, I I feel like that's where I know him the most from. I love Joe Morton's voice. I love. Yeah, his voice. he it's like it's like New York mixed with Shakespeare. Like it's just yep. he just like I know this man has been in Shakespearean plays. He just has such a, you know, just a, 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 a an elevated way of speaking. But it's got this like New York thing to it. I don't know. I could listen to this man read the phone book. He's such a beautiful voice. Yeah, oh. uh, I feel like like what if he sings? Oh my god! I oh. would swoon. I would swoon. Oh, jazzy standards with Joe Morton. Jesus <gasps> Christ! Jesus Christ! Oh, jazzy Joe Morton. Jazzy Joe Morton. Well, I'll tell you this. You know what I can tell you about Joe Morton? Yeah, he was in an episode of Jag. No way. Yes. And you know what's <gasps> more? You know what's more? Because I've talked about this a lot on the Best Supporting After Show, and I'm going to talk about it here. Please. I have been kicking and screaming about the wave of chat GPT and AI and, you know, all of that. Like, I've just been like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Well, I have over time, especially with work, I'll tell you what, with work, I have been using chat GPT for different things. And it doesn't solve everything, but it gives you, like, some material to work with you know it gives you some ideas and you kind of like rework it or you kind of rework the re- the request or whatever but it's just like with salesforce and whatnot holy shit like it's pretty incredible so you know what i did i said tell me who in the 1994 movie speed has been in, in an episode of the television show jag <gasps> bing bang boom whoa told me the episode that joe morton was in that i mean I've kind of I've I've been into it as well and I use it for work quite often especially when I have to like write me an email telling a customer that I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, in a bit like in a way that like it's not going to be done anytime soon um and you know make it casual or something like that and it it's it's pretty great. I don't use all of it but like I've got some pretty great stuff. Mhm. Yeah, no, I honestly like I've accepted it. I have accepted that this is the future and the future is a lot easier than the past was, you know? Yeah. Honestly, too, I feel like, especially like in the realm of um, like applying for jobs and making cover letters, like I feel like there are already already websites out this, out this, out there uh, besides this, that what you can paste like a job description into it and it writes like a cover letter for you, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. But I feel like ChatGPT could also do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I've used it a little bit when I was doing the job hunt, and I think I yeah. even did have it, like, write a cover letter just to see what it would do. And and even if it just gives you something that you then, like, take and kind of put some sprinkles on and rework and whatnot, it's yep. so much better than starting fresh, you know? And Yeah, it, it starts at, like, 60% yeah. of what you need, yeah. 
I've used it to to develop like formulas and and rules and stuff for Salesforce that I didn't know how to do, and like nice. then just kind of like followed, you know, kind of reworked it a bit. It so like it's pretty incredible, and and most importantly, it can tell me who has been in an episode of Jag. Ugh. I don't have to I go mean, scrolling through IMDb. I can just I have the app on my phone. I can just like speak into the phone, ooh, and then it yes, and then it finds it for me. It's the future, folks. I'm glad you're finally on board and finding it in a way that like makes sense and isn't too scary. You know what I mean? Yeah, nice. I think that it was all about finding how it could serve my largest need, which is finding out if people have been in the show track. <laughs> there it is. There yeah. it is. Yes. I wish I had this when we were doing our Grey's Anatomy episodes. <laughs> I feel like we missed so many jack oh, We could have you know? did two more episodes. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Our Jagovs. I wonder if that's that that be yes. like the fandom. Where are my Jagovs at? <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Yes. Um but anyway, so yeah, Joe Morton's great. He's like, you know, uh you know, Keanu Reeves is, you know, the hardened FBI boss, but he's uh if that man wanted to just like just say words. Just say words into yeah. my ear. I don't care what you say. He's got yeah. a great mustache. He, I would love to, I feel like he reminds me a little bit of Courtney B. Vance. Um, yes. Who, there it Mr., is. Mr. Angela Bassett. Uh, oh, I yes. feel like I would like to see them play brothers in a movie. In this, I'd like to see, I'd like to see them and then Mary Kay Place and um, what's her name? Oh my God, the other one. Oh my God, the other one. <gasps> Oh, know. no, the other one, uh, Kathy Baker. I want to see Kathy oh, Baker yes. and Mary Kay plays. One of them is married to Courtney B. Vance. One of them is married to Joe Morton. And I want the four of them to do like the play God of Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or like, uh, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Kathy Baker is honey. Yeah. Um, yes. I just. Yeah. That's or Joe Morton is honey. I don't care. That man. Yes. He's got a voice like honey, my for God's honey. sake. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, you know, in the words of Wow, hi, honey. So <laughs> I can, like, hear it. I can hear that. Uh, one day we'll do the BSAs of Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah. We got to pick an episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like we could have, like, a reality TV month, you know? I know mm-hmm. we were... We're all obsessed with Housewives and Vanderpump too, but there's other there is other reality TV gold out there. There's like you know with great women. great contestants on Project Runway or Next yeah. Top Model. There's yeah, I mean there's there's a lot out there. So yes. um, so anyway, and then there's and then there's Sandy B on a bus and speed. Um, speaking of of moments that I really love, I also really enjoyed the scene where she thought that she had hit a baby in a baby carriage, but it was just cans. Um, Fun fact, that woman with the cans was apparently played by Veronica Cartwright, who I don't think we've talked about in this podcast, but I, she was in the movie Alien. She was in The Witches of Eastwick. She was in... She's in my. She's in Invasions of the Body Sna- Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the seventies, and has the, oh my god, the best ending, the best movie ending ever, um, which she's nice. in. But anyway, she uh, for whatever reason played a a, a can lady in this movie. Um, but I just loved, I loved that moment, that, like that very human moment for Annie, where she just had a total panic attack and was like, oh my god, oh my god, I hit a baby, and just the way Jack was like, they're cans, they were cans, yeah, they're cans, they're cans. <laughs> They're cans, I like mean, and smiles. 
Bill Paxton actually would have been great as Jack. So yeah, honestly, just, alternate just to universe. Bring it back, yeah, he would have been great. But like, let's also recognize Keanu Reeves. It's not <sighs> complete and total monkey qualities, but oh, oh, he Keanu Reeves in the nineties is so hot to me. Oh my god! Yeah, even when he runs, he's hot. You oh. know what I mean? There's something about the way his body just like moves. Yeah. Um. And I just feel, I think there was something in the IMDb about like how, like describing him as like why they cast him and like, cause he was kind of a goofy looking guy, but still like hand, like women would be into him and men would like not feel like this isn't what they said, like too threatened by him or something, which mm-hmm. I find really interesting because I, I, I believe all that to be true. Like it's, it sucks because like someone who's like super, like more talented or maybe a better actor than Keanu, like it's just weird how Hollywood fucking works. But, um, I I think he's the perfect man for this. I feel like he it's like he's one it makes him feel more grounded and like down to earth and like an everyday guy who is just who you kind of think isn't going to outsmart the guy at the end but he just does, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is kind of like why people connect oh another reason people connect this to Die Hard. What I learned from the hour of Die Hard that I watched was like, "Oh yeah, like uh, John McClane in Die Hard, he's just your everyday New York cop, you know, and and then yeah. here he is with no shoes on trying to stop these these German terrorists. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I also I feel like Keanu and Sandra Sandra Reeves, she wishes uh, Sandra Bullock had <laughs> she, wishes. she wishes I wish uh, I wish too. they had such good chemistry in this movie. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting because, like, I think she made him better in a way, mm. much like Arnold and um, and Jamie Lee. I yes. just feel like it was a good match. And I don't, you know, I don't see shit anymore, but, like, I just feel like we haven't had that in yeah. a while. I, yeah, who's, like, who's who, who's given us that, that, like, that? Who's given us that? You know, it's, like... Who I don't know. All I can think of, and this isn't even yeah. an action movie. I think of like, uh, what's his snakes? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence and and what's his name in Silver Linings Bradley playbook? Cooper. Bradley Cooper. I feel like they had great chemistry in that movie. Um, yeah, not an action movie, but still, like, yeah. Who has great chemistry these days? I don't know who anybody is. I mean, I feel like they tried to do this recently with um, George Clooney and Julia Roberts in that terrible movie. You know, oh, like. Yeah, that like, but know. I wouldn't have paired them together though. I'd rather see Sandra, honestly. I feel like yeah. that's a mismatch. I feel like I'd want to see who would I want to see with Julia? I don't know. Julia and Tom Hanks in a different movie. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, what I yeah. need to see. Yeah, yeah. Who do I want? I mean, I guess it's like, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, who who are who are you know? Because I can we could we could go into a whole rabbit hole of like the the nineties Hollywood sweethearts, you know, and the and the yeah. sort of Hollywood you know duos and the Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan's and um you know that's true they had that yeah they had that but like I don't really know who that is now I feel like it's you know one of the Chris's and somebody you know what I mean I just thought of this right now and I feel like we need to do this sooner than later, not in the month of June. But honestly, if I'm thinking of like duos that I think have great chemistry and did more than like three movies together is Adam Sandler and um, Drew Barrymore. Oh, they did yeah. 50 first dates. They did. Um, 
Uh, the other one that I can't think of. The Wedding of. Singer. Wedding Singer is so good. Mm-hmm. And you've seen The Wedding Singer. Yes. I have never seen The Wedding Singer. For some reason, I thought you and Johnny did like an episode of it. Colin, it is exceptional. And again, I would I would never make anyone watch anything because I, I won't do it myself. No. Nope. But um, I do feel like you would... I want to do an episode on it. I think that's going to be a request because I think you will go bananas over Drew. It's Drew Barrymore's best, I think. I honestly think. And one of their best. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. No apologies necessary. I am just opening up its IMDb page. An hour and 37 minutes, 1998. Okay, okay. Uh, You know, I mean, from a a Best Supporting Actress lens, we have Christine Taylor, a third build Christine Taylor. She's great in it. Um, We've got... Uh, oh, that old lady, Ellen Albertini Dow, is Rosie. Oh, she's so beautiful. We've got her. Um, all right. Okay. I'll, you know, um, put it I'll on just, the list. I'll put it on. I will put it in the list that I have in my phone of future BS. The real list. Yeah. The real list. Yes. The real list. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. typing. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's, I think that's my answer. But again, there's, I'm not, there's no one in the present that I can think of. I just feel like we're out of touch, you know? Yeah, I'm out of touch. Exactly. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't watch anything anymore. I'm watching TV. You know what I mean. If they're not on TV, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> True. Um, but anyway, didn't I read somewhere that speaking of chemistry, that Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves like fell in love on set of Speed? I mean, I can I can get into that. Keanu was 30 years old when he filmed this. That's hot. Oh, it's so weird because like to me now, 30 feels kind of young. But like watching him in this, because in 1994 I was nine, I would I I'm like fixed at seeing Keanu Reeves as older than me in this movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I get that. Like the idea that when if if me and Jack were together, I would be the older man. Yes. That's just weird. That's just weird. Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, no, he and he and Sandy, I think they're great together. I love, you know, the, the scene where they're kind of like getting to know each other and she tells him her name and she just has this very kind of flirty, almost improv way of talking to him. And uh, and and oh, I mean, especially after Best Supporting Beth Grant dies. Yes. So let's start. Let's start with that. So Beth Grant, uh, you know, a like 11th build Beth Grant. Um, yep. Or, you know, yeah, nine, maybe. Uh, Beth Grant is, you know, Helen, the lady on the bus. Uh, I I feel like Beth Grant has played this character probably 60 times in different movies. Yes. I mean, go on. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's just crazy to me that Beth Grant, in her long and illustrious career, like doesn't have an Oscar nomination. Like, I just feel like that I'd like to see before I meet my watery grave, I would like to see Beth Grant get an Oscar nomination. I, or at very, the very least, like an Emmy. I want her moment. I Because I, I was thinking that the whole time. I've seen the most recent thing I feel like I've seen her in, even though she's in everything, has been um, like the Mindy Project. And she was underutilized. She played like like a nurse at the what what kind of doctor was she i can't remember um and she was great she had like the snappy one-liners and i feel like she stuck around but it was almost like a joke that she was still on the show because she never said anything and it made me crazy Ugh, it's such a what a waste you know beth so grant, thanks mindy kaling yeah thanks <laughs> for nothing mindy you. kaling yeah where's the beth grant project 
Uh, yes, I mean, I'd watch that. Yes. I would watch that, absolutely. But she's been, I mean, I certainly, um, have you seen Donnie Darko? I have, but it's been, oh my God, it's been centuries. I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time either, but like she's the one who has that line of like, you know, I question your commitment to Sparkle Motion. Sparkle Motion, yes, okay, yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, she has a small role in Little Miss Sunshine, which is a movie that I would love to do on this oh. podcast. That would be fun. Okay. Yeah. Going on because, I mean, that's got, like, actual BSA, Best Actor and Best Supporting Actress, Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress nominees. Um, and we get to talk about Tony. And we and get to popsicle. talk about Tony. <laughs> and that Popsicle. And Greg Kinnear is great in it. And Yeah, everyone uh, is great in it. Oh, my Everyone God. is great. And Alan Arkin won, didn't he? He did, over Eddie Murphy for Dreamgirls. And that's it was, like, a big right. upset, which I... That's oh. an oversight. I'm just going to say it. I, I think Alan Arkin is extraordinary in it, too. But I, I really, that's like a, that's even like a shittier than Glenn moment, I feel. It's, they're on the same level. Yeah. I mean, Alan Arkin's so funny in that movie. But I feel like I did see Dreamgirls, and I do feel like Eddie Murphy, like, you know, he and did the Eddie thing. Murphy, you yeah. know? Yeah, he did the thing. <laughs> he did the thing. Eddie Murphy did the thing. You know, that's, when, when are we going to get that? Um, yeah. But yeah, I uh, for all the things that that Beth Grant has been in, I mean, wait, let's see how many credits she has. Like, okay, I want you to guess. Hold on, I oh want you to God, guess. I can only imagine. I want you. She to was guess. born in 1941 or something. So she was born. She does not list her age. She only. Oh, I, lists... I just looked it up. Sorry. Yeah, I think I think it was right. Oh yeah, sorry, 1949. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, you. okay. Well, she didn't yeah. list it on IMDb, which I understand. Um, but. How many mo- how many credits do you think Beth Grant has? It's like I don't really know what the normal range is. It's like does two hundred sound crazy? I've, I'm just gonna say two hundred. Well, you didn't go over. She's been in two hundred and forty things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I won't go through and try to figure out. You know, I know that she wasn't in Jag. I can tell you that. I don't believe that she is an alum of any other movies that we've talked about. This may, in fact, be. Our our first Beth Grant experience. Ah, uh, our first Beth Grant vehicle. Pun intended. Yeah, the Beth Grant project. Yes. Um, I. You know what I was just thinking. I feel like Beth Grant. I'm sure she probably has done it. I feel like she needs to get in a theater. I feel like she needs to just like go back to the stage. I need her to be in like a revival of like August Osage County and play oh. the mother. That's what I need. <gasps> oh, and I need to hear yeah. her roar. And yeah. it's gonna be like this moment, and she'll win a Tony. That's oh my for Beth God! Grant. I love that idea. I yeah. love that idea of like Beth Grant in August. It's Osage the perfect. She's the perfect type for that, and she's from the South. I feel like she would kill it. Let's manifest yeah. that. Let's manifest yeah. that. Well, let me tell you something. I think I just manifested this here because ChatGPT does not always have all the answers. Because you know what it didn't know? What? Beth Grant was in an episode of Jag. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, did Beth Grant do any theater? And you were going to like list all these amazing things, which I guess you could ask. Yeah. I wonder. You know what? Hold on. I'm going to get the this app out. This episode is brought to you by ChatGPT. ChatGPT. I'm going to use the little. Yeah. It's gonna... that cool. It's that cool. <laughs> what theater credits does the actress Beth Grant have? Ooh. I kind of said Grant, so we'll see what it thinks I said. Grant. Oh, you're Beth... doing voice to text. Oh, it, it did think I said Grant. Sorry, I had a little I had a little speech impediment there. Grant, um, have now I'm using my finger. That's now so I'm exciting. forever gonna call her Beth Grant. Beth Grant, um, Beth Grant. As of okay, it's 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 
figuring it out now. It's trolling there now. As of my knowledge, cut off in September of 2021, is a prolific actress. Oh, okay. Some of Beth Grant's theater credits include Noises Off, Crimes of the Heart, Cat on a Hot Tim Roof, A Lie of the Mind, and The Trials and Tribulations of a Trailer Trash Housewife. Oh, So Beth Grant is an accomplished theater actress. Wonderful. And in Speed, she is the old lady on the bus who's afraid of driving on the freeway, who in a moment of real idiocy gets gets you know blown out of the bus because she tries to get rescued once the the FBI rescues Sam on that like tractor trailer. Yeah, I mean we forgot to mention and I'm glad we're mentioning now that Sam does in fact survive because I couldn't remember that. I remember that he got shot. And mm-hmm. I honestly think that that's like the nicest moment for Dennis Hopper here. Like he's like, "All right, I guess you could let him go. Like that's it's so random that he lets him go, but I'm so glad he did. Oh, same because I totally thought Sam died in this, and I really I once Sam didn't question, don't go under fifty. I was like, oh, this guy's great. Sam's yep, great. You capable. can kill Sam. Um, so no, they the FBI they they rescue Sam, and then Helen, she's like, Annie. I have to. And then she like, Yes. And then she starts to like exit and for some and the FBI is so stupid they're like, Come on, come on, lady, come on. And I'm like, What are you doing? What are you like yeah. you're encouraging this? And then Dennis Hopper sees it and he blows up I guess a mini bomb on the bus that like blows up right under the the entrance to the bus and you know, she's she's part of the four oh five after that. <sighs> It's very traumatic. I remember seeing that as a kid, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Because it really does bring the movie, pun intended, to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like that classic moment in a movie where, like, it's – you really start to – like, as soon as a person dies, people st- – I mean, anyone would freak out, obviously, but, like, they all, like, start turning on each other. Oh, he's God. Like, Why don't – you know, he's like, we're never going to get out of here. He's like, hey, man, shut up. It's one of those things. Yeah. And he's... then it just escalates. Right, because there's like Alan Ruck, you know, who who yeah. has been in everything, but I only know him from Ferris Bueller, really. Uh, yep. But he's like, "Oh man, I gotta, this, I gotta get out of here." And then the other guy Ortiz is like, "Shut up, man! I got a wife." And then that other guy's like, "Oh, what? So, cause I don't got a wife, then my life doesn't matter." And it was like, "Oh, this is not, this is not as deep as you think you're being. Like, sit down, stay behind the yellow <laughs> yeah, line, and sit down. Much. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah." Get me on the yellow line. That was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Get behind that line. Uh, but yeah, so, so she, she gets killed and I, you know, I, there was kind of a, a, a nice human moment between Annie and Jack where she was crying and she was like, you know, when the bomb went off, I thought I had died and then I realized I wasn't dead and she was, and I was grateful that I was alive. And like, it was just kind of an interesting, like, huh. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, that that survivor's guilt of, like, that was so awful, but, like, I'm mostly happy it wasn't me. Oh, yeah. I mean, the other moment, I, I know I'm jumping ahead just a smidge, too, but, like, I think it was such a genuine human reaction to this is when they finally slide off the bus, and it just, like, finally hits Annie, like, everything mm-hmm. she's been through that day. And he says, are you okay? And she says, no. And she's like lying down, so the tears are like pouring down the side of her face, and she like puts her elbow, like her like arm up. She's like, "I'm not," and I was Ugh. like, "Ah, oh, this is such it's it's the best moment of the movie for her emotionally." I couldn't agree more. One of my favorite like gestures or things that people do is when someone starts crying and they put their palm over their eyes. 
I love when people cry into their palm. I just love, like, more than just putting your palm, like, two hands in your face, when someone puts a horizontal palm across their eyes as if they're, like, walking into a surprise party and cries. I live for that. It's, like, my my favorite expressions. You know, like, like, um, Dolly's character in in Steel Magnolias. She loves laughter through tears. I love... I love, uh, you know, a, a hand on the eyes through tears. Oh, and you yep. just see like they're smearing, like this, when people's mouths do that kind of like that stretch when they cry. Yes, 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 oh, yes. I love that moment. And you know, it's funny. I I wrote that down because that is something that's kind of always stuck with me. It's like, oh, I think there's like an emotional moment after they get off the bus, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of there was a movie from like the late nineties called the peacemaker with the aforementioned George Clooney and Nicole Kidman. And I'm not saying you got to watch this movie. I haven't seen it since the late nineties, but yeah, the part I always remember and that I rewatched last night was at the end of the movie, George Nicole are trying to like detonate a bomb in a church in New York. And then they like, and then they, they have to like dive out a window as the bomb explodes behind them. And so then they like crash on the ground and then like all the cops are there and the firefighters and whatnot and the, and the EMTs and you know, and he like gets there and he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And then she just starts crying and like, just gets really upset. And like that always stuck with me is like, Oh yeah, that's what would happen in this moment. You would like lose your shit. And I thought, I always feel like that, like that's such a realistic addition of like even if a character especially if a character has like stayed strong through the whole movie i love when they finally break yeah it's so unexpected yeah and um needed i feel i was like yeah that's normally people just pick up and go they're like okay great yeah well it's kind of like what's weird is there's that moment at the airport when they're you know they slide out of the bus and then they lay there and, and it's kind of like okay this is this seems normal but then we get to that final act in the in the subway and yes you know uh jack and and howard face off and you know howard loses his head and and yeah there's some great like emotional panicked acting like trying to get out of the handcuffs trying to break free moments with with annie um and then you know the the solution because of course, not only was the was the highway not finished earlier in the movie. I know. Now the train line hasn't been finished. Nothing gets finished in this town. <laughs> yeah, why is no one finished? Yeah, L.A. Why is no one ready for speed? <laughs> so Jack gets the idea of oh well we'll just speed up and we'll jump the track instead. And so then they like. I don't know what they do. They crash through something that eventually takes them outside. And then the, the, the train, you know, the subway car is like laying on its side in the middle of the street and they're laying in the subway car kissing. And then all these people are like, Oh, Oh my God. Look. Oh my God. Oh my God. They're kissing. It's like the weirdest. Like if I was some random, like passerby who saw this, I wouldn't be like, Oh, but they're, it's cute. They're kissing. Yeah, I would be like walking by with my AirPods being like, are they okay? Yeah, right? I would not take a picture. I wouldn't like, it felt like the end of Crazy Rich Asians on the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it totally is. Yeah. Um. So that was like a little weird. Where it was like, that's not, I would not, like I would, I would certainly give Jack a smooch. Like don't, don't get it twisted. But I would probably want to like, I don't know. Just go walk it off, you know? Yeah. I mean, they have to bring up that line. Like, and you know, it's the line as soon as Sandra Bullock says it. 
like the I hear relationships that are what is the rest of it that start in uh, that, that start you know you know in extreme circumstances are are doomed to failure. Yeah, and then like he says it to her, and does she say like, um, I guess we'll have to make up for it in sex or something? So yeah, we'll have to base it in in sex. You know what? I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna pull up the quote because it's such great writing. You know, it's such you know <laughs> pop quiz asshole. What's the quote? Okay, let's see. Yes, um, she he says I have to warn you. I've heard relationships based on intense experiences never work. And she says, okay, we'll have to base it on sex then. And then he says, whatever you say, ma'am. That's the last lines in the movie. And then there's like a tourist lady in a visor like saying, oh. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, honey, take a picture. Yeah. Yeah, it's so strange. So weird. But that's the movies. That's showbiz. That's that's the 90s for you, right? Like that's some 90s shit. Um, But I'll say this. I had... I had a blast with this movie and like any moments where even like, even though it it's, you know, it's funny. We talked about, you know, earlier in this month where like action movies are kind of like musicals. It's just like big set pieces. And yeah, I feel like speed is like Hamilton. It's just like, there's no dialogue. It's all music. You know what I mean? It's all set pieces. And that's true. I, and I, so I feel like, um, despite that even if there was like a moment like or if a moment would approach where i'm like oh i might want to look at my phone then the movie would suck me right back in yep yeah it really is um action-packed in like every sense of the word too and this movie won two oscars by the way for just for that i feel like what was it special effects or sound 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 design Yeah. yeah i guess it sounded good yeah yeah sure i mean i don't know i never know what that means yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to see, like, who were they up against? But, like, how would I measure that? Like, ah, oh, I can't believe they beat out, you know, true lies. Yeah, I mean, I just picture, like, a lot of action movies always get that nomination. I guess, know, uh, yeah. For, like, there's, right? like, guns, like, ducka, 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 ducka. Yeah, and explosions and impact sounds. And, I mean, yeah, it's a shame this score did not get any recognition. I know. Because... Uh. I like when we get played off this this episode in a little bit. It's if I can find it, it's going to be a dance remix of the oh, speed yeah. theme. I just need you to know that. I, and immediately, like I would want to roll on the floor, like and pretend I have a gun when I hear it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. It'd be a great like workout music. This is great like running music. Oh yeah, that would like honestly, I would feel motivated by that. Yeah, yeah, right. I would. I would not want to go under fifty. Yeah, screw my regular playlist for running, as if I have one anyway. Yeah, right. But like, yeah. um, but yeah, just put on action movie scores. That'd be so cool. That's a, that's a good idea. You know, the Twister score, the Speed yes. score. What's another? And of course, First Wives Club. Just, of course, just as a cool down. Yes, the cool. Walking down the city. Yeah, it's a great weightlifting kind of score. You know, like da is me like pushing through that like last like. That last set that I can't do. Yeah, get going to get a smoothie afterwards. I raise my hand. I'm like one strawberry banana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. Yeah, extra peanut butter. Uh, uh. I mean, speaking of awards, this, mo- this movie did clean up at the MTV Movie and TV Awards. Sandy got not only best female performance but most desirable female. I just want to like. Whoa. I just want to isolate that. That like in 1995. I'm sure people blinked at it, but not enough to not have a category called most desirable female. 
I would be so interested to go back and watch the MTV Movie Awards nowadays. You know what I mean? Because because they still have them, right? They do. But like I've yeah. stopped tuning in, but I remember it was shocking. Like they have dumb the dumbest categories, and also like all of them are sexual for the most part. Um, I mean, and best kiss, like best kiss. I mean, there are some great best kisses though, but yeah. they're all like steamy. Well, and Keanu did get nominated for Most Desirable Male, which I, I would agree with. It does make me want to – I'm not going to do it, but it makes me want to see who he lost against. You know what? No. You know what? Do I was, it. I'm going to do it. Then say it, Mr. Sargaretta. Yeah. say it, Mr. Sargaretta. Find out who was considered – okay, let's let's do this. Let's find out because we don't have any Oscar awards to talk about. Oh, let's, God. I, I'm excited for this. I, why do I feel like Brendan Fraser's in there for like George of the Jungle or something? Oh, God. Oh, I would I would understand that. So and he would have to win. Yeah, he would have to win. Yeah, uh, this movie did win. Uh, it beat out True Lies for best action sequence for the bus <gasps> escape and the airplane explosion over True Lies's bridge explosion and limo rescue. I don't Whoa! Know. I mean, there's that's a great little debate there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it let's feels see. like True Lies should win that though. I feel like True Lies is the Eddie Murphy here. You know. Yeah, <laughs> the Eddie Murphy. Uh, well, you know, just because this was the same year, True Lies did get nominated for Best Dance Sequence between Arnold and Tia Carrere, but was <gasps> beat out by Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Little that's Debbie Miller making her way That's a in... cool category, though. All right, MTV Movie Awards. Yeah. Best Female Performance. So uh, this was an interesting mixed bag. Uh, so When a Man Loves a Woman... Uh, Meg Ryan, which is a, a great movie. Andy Garcia, so hot. Uma Thurman for Pulp Fiction. Jamie Lee Curtis for True Lies. And Nell from the movie Nell, Jodie Foster got nominated for an MTV Movie Award for Nell. And she can lost you out. Her going? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, can you imagine her going? She, at this point, the woman had like two or three Oscars. You know what I mean? Like she's one of the most like celebrated actresses of the late 20th century. And here she is getting nominated for Nell at the MTV movie awards. I love it. Yeah. But she lost to Sandra Bullock in speed. <laughs> uh, that Keanu and Sandra were nominated for best kiss. Uh, so were Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold for true lies, but they both lost out to Lauren Holly and the aforementioned Jim Carrey in dumb and dumber. Ew, gross. Yeah. Keanu lost male best best male performance to Brad Pitt in Interview with the Vampire. Ooh. Pulp Fiction won Best Movie over Speed. Uh, I, I can't believe Best Movie Song doesn't include the Speed theme. I don't even want to talk about <sighs> that. Uh, but Sandy and Keanu did win Best On-Screen Duo. And Dennis Hopper won Best Villain. Oh, and, that's good. Yeah. And Sandy, of course, won. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So Sandy won Most Desirable Female, and she beat out Sharon Stone in The Specialist, which I've never seen, but it's an action movie. Okay. Cammie D in The Mask. Whoa. Right? She was very, That's, she was really hot. She in the was movie. so hot in The Mask. Jesus. Yeah. So is okay. Halle Berry in The Flintstones, who's also nominated. What? And then Demi Moore in Disclosure, which is like one of those early 90s, you know, uh, sexy thrillers. With yeah, of Douglas. course. Yes. Yeah. So Sandy was the most desirable of those five women. And then 
Oh, oh, this is so gratifying. Well, it is. I can't wait. Most Desirable Male. Okay, so this was the year of Interview with the Vampire because Mm. Brad Pitt won. Tom Cruise was nominated. Christian Slater was nominated. Keanu was nominated. And you know who else they nominated? This is so validating to me right now. Andy Garcia in When a Man Loves a Woman. I told (gasps) you. I told you. Colin. I told you. He's hot. I told you. (laughs) I told you. I saw you. I saw you in When a Man Loves a Woman. Um, Oh, God. He's so hot. He's so hot. It's obscene. You know what? And honestly, hotter than Brad Pitt, hotter than Christian Slater, hotter than Tom Cruise, on par with Keanu Reeves. I would have given it to both of them, and I would have let both of them give it to me. He... Uh, yeah, he's very hot. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, and well, you that was had, a fun little, yeah. Yeah. Well, you had pulled up a little awards trivia that you you didn't want to forget to talk about, so you sent it to us, and I want to make I sure did. you don't forget to talk about it. I know. That's. I'm so glad you brought up the awards because I probably would have. But this is, um, you know, we talked about the MTV Movie Awards, the Oscars, but I did find in my little IMDb, you know, trivia scan, is that. They uh, so there was a tie this year with Jamie Lee Curtis for True Lies and Sandra Bullock for Speed for Best Actress at the Saturn Awards, and I, I just love that. Yeah. What a great speech that would have been. Oh, and I just I, I love those two women. I will. I love Jamie Lee. I love Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock yeah. is all of us. You know, she's the she original is. all of us. Yeah, and she's done it all. I mean, mm-hmm. she's she's an action star. Um, she's fucking hilarious and like charming, like Miss Congeniality might be her best. <laughs> Honestly, I love her in that. And I haven't seen that in a while, but she's oh, great in that. Gosh, I mean, so good. obviously she's an Oscar winner and I know, you know, poo pooed it, but I'm, you know, I, but I'm always cheering for Sandra Bullock, you know? Yeah. Uh, always. We talked about her in 28 days, you know? Oh, that's right. You make yes. it impossible not to love you. Um, yes. And she's amazing in the net. She's amazing in gravity. Gravity. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm a big Sandra Bullock fan. I would love to find another movie to talk about Sandra Bullock on this podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, before we dance into the sunset at 11 o'clock in the morning in, in Speed Universe, <laughs> did you have any other thoughts on this uh, on this movie? Uh, no, that was really good. I love that segue. Um no, I feel good. I feel like I've talked about everything on my list. What a ride. Keanu's hot. Sandra Bullock is just, you know, a star-making performance in this movie. So, yeah. And and just to, you know, kind of we, we early on talked about Jeff Daniels, not to be confused with Bill Paxton, but indeed yes. Jeff Daniels' character Harry does die later in the movie. Oh, that's right. When the, he and the other two officers go to what they think is Howard's house that's been bugged. And I just wanted to point out, like, Jeff Daniels gets this little, like, mini face journey when he realizes the house is about to explode. And I just thought, ugh, there is my Lewis Waters from the hours. There is my oh Lewis. Oh, my God. Yes. Honestly, there's the, there are those TikTok videos that are like, what are two scenes that have the same energy? And I would pair this clip of him staring at that red dot with the clever girl line in Jurassic Park. Oh, that's really smart. And it's I feel so like, similar. And wasn't Jurassic Park, was it 94 or 90? I guess it was probably 94 because it would have shown up in MTV. Somewhere around here, yeah. yeah. So but I guess it's the, like they're both holding guns. They both look to their right. 
Mm-hmm. That was 93. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll say this. We, we could, and it doesn't have to be this month. It could be any time. We could easily do an episode on Jurassic Park. Oh, my God. I feel that we should. Honestly, and I, I would Dern. consider that an action movie if there ever was one. Jesus. Absolutely. Absolutely. Laura Dern is so great. The, the, oh, she cries too when she runs out of that power station. Yeah. Run. Run. Well, that's my favorite line. Yeah. That's, oh my God. All right. And she's in the p- most pivotal scene. And I feel like the Raptors are female too. So, so I mean, yeah. like in my recollection. Yeah. So best supporting female, best supporting Raptors. Oh, that would yeah. be great. All okay. right. All right. We've got some ideas. And just in time because dun, 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 dun. We're getting played off. <gasps> I'm looking around the room holding an imaginary gun. <laughs> dun, dun. By the way, I feel like I would have huge respect as a couple's Halloween costume to go as Jack and Annie. Oh, yeah. Especially if you look like them, too. Like, ugh. And oh. Sandy is so, it's she's like has the perfect outfit in this movie. Like it's 1994. Mm-hmm. She's got those little earrings. Yeah, I mean, and if and if you can have the nuance of having the Wildcats University of Arizona oh, hoodie, oh, forget it. That you like need someone to hold the wheel while you take it off. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. And I know yeah. we're being played off, but I just if we didn't talk about those outfits, then delete the whole episode. Um, yeah. Start over. Start over. Uh, but more importantly, uh, where can folks find more of you? They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast, or you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kochanov. How about you? Well, you can hear even more of me on All Right Mary, where we are, I guess, you know, uh, I guess in three quarters of the way through All Stars 8. I have so many thoughts. Yeah, talk so about we'll, on the best supporting we'll after definitely show. Definitely talk yeah. about it on the after show. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Instagram at BSA Pod. Or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. And keep those peepers above 50 miles an hour because. Ooh, Colin, <laughs> you're on fire. She today. takes one I'm week so off. Impressed. <laughs> I'm like, what will he say next? <laughs> Peak, peak segues for you this episode. I mean, write it down, (laughs) folks. Uh, um, It all goes downhill from here. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) Yeah. Um, If you want even more of these peak segues, you can join us on the Best Supporting After Show, where the conversation is going to continue. We've got a lot to catch up on. We've got a lot to talk about, about an upcoming New York trip that someone is making and someone who lives in New York... I mean, someone, two someone's that you're listening to right now will be seeing each other in person. And we're going to talk about it. Listen, we're going to we talk are. about it. And we're going to talk about a show that we have talked about on this podcast that we're seeing. These are so many deep teases. And you can find out even more at patreon.com slash BSA pod, where you also could have gotten early access to episodes just like this. Wow. I mean, I would want to listen to that episode. I might even listen to that episode. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I might listen to it. So, I might tune it. Yeah. Um, anyway, it is time for us to get behind the wheel of two pre-owned leased Toyota Tercels and oh get the gosh. hell out of here. I'm standing up and clapping. <laughs> <laughs> and that, as they say, is that Hong Kong. <laughs>